Hello and welcome back. It's uh, been another week in Oklahoma ed- education. Wow, words are hard. I guess this is what happens when I delay my posting. Again, two weeks in a row now I'm posting on a Monday instead of my usual Sunday. need to stop with the R&R on the weekends and make sure I'm taking care of my uh, weekly talking to the internet. Um, no, it's been a good week. It was, I mean, it's the beginning of the semester, so students aren't always in the uh, right mindset or sleep schedule, for being honest, even for me sometimes. Like, I wasn't used to being up on my feet and walking around as much as I do, so there's some times where I, I by the end of the day, I got home, and it's like, ugh, I just want to sit, catch up on the latest uh, sports and political news on Twitter, and, well, actually, that can be a little depressing, too, because my soccer team is not doing the greatest right now, but, you know, we will persevere, and actually, it just reminds me, most of my fandom of Liverpool Football Club, it's been a great few years, hopefully, we aren't reverting to the norm, that would be awkward, but, uh, yeah, I had students who have been a little sleepy, some of them got new puppies, and they were like, man, they're keeping me up, and I was like, yeah, welcome to, uh, semi-adulthood, being responsible for another living creature. So that's been fun to talk about. But oh, a couple of big things, like one big thing going on right now is like schedule changes. Students are trying to get their schedule changed. And I've always thought we can do, we can do better. Like we can do better in how we do schedule changes. Because right now it, it's kind of, you get what you get and you, you don't throw a fit when it comes to certain classes, like your basic, like algebras or English ones or uh, your world history. And I, I guess some of them, Maybe with some of your math classes, it can be a little more technical and you need a little more um, insight. And the issue I've had, I've heard through the years, is the fact that we have some teachers that will be honest, they really know their stuff. Like I have friends that are uh, athletic and they can they really know their stuff. They can do it. Like these math teachers can do the math. These like chemistry teacher, teachers can do the formulas and equations. Uh, and, you know, my sports friends, they can do all the moves. But... They can't, or they seem to struggle at teaching that to someone else. Like they can, they can whip through the equations on like the overhead, um, but the students have no idea what they just did. They can whip through the moves and through the cones, um, but the the little athletes can't like mimic it, and and it can get frustrating at times. And then there is no recourse for that. And at, at this point, I feel like some of the adults in the building know this. Like admin know. I mean, it's every year. Like every year, there is these certain teachers are mentioned, and yet I, I don't, I, I personally don't know what is done. And when this is where the frustration comes in and tears, I, I have students come and it's like, I'm not learning anything, and I don't feel comfortable in there. And the first semester is hard. Like, I'm wondering, can I switch? And it makes it very, very hard for them to move forward. And because right now the policy is you have to go talk to the teacher and try to settle the issues. And especially if the teacher's been, I don't know, dismissive and kind of um, more authoritarian, it's really awkward for them to do that. So it's like, I don't know. If, if, if a student has come to you, like email, talk to you, like these are big steps for our, our, um, for our teenagers to do, to come talk to authority about it. It's like, is there not some kind of compromise we can do? Just... You don't, you don't have to make a big deal of that. You don't tell a teacher, like, yeah, they got out of there because they don't like it. No, you just, yeah, schedule change. No big deal. Um, because I've had a few this last week or so 
that were struggling with that. And they thought they were going through all the steps. And maybe they weren't going through all the steps that they needed to to, to get it done, but they, they thought they were. They were emailing. They were talking to assistant principals. They were talking with their parents. They were um, going through all the hoops. And in the end, it was just, yeah, you can't do that. Um, you have to go talk to the teacher first. And I know it's not that serious, but to an extent, it, it is kind of a telling a, sounds melodramatic, but telling your a victim of some kind of abuse, like, you have to go talk to your abuser first before we do anything. And that just doesn't seem right. It's like, I'm not saying we have to make this for everyone, but I think it's what I've said before. Sometimes we try to do a one-size-fits-all at a high school that big, and I get it from an admin point of view, trying to do special favors here and there, even just a few, that starts to get out of control. So I don't know. I'm not sure what the solution is, but there's got to be something. Also, big one was the school IDs. Like our students were given school IDs beginning of the year, and um, they were told to wear them, and they were encouraged to wear them because they could get you badged into the building if you were like walking from building to building, or if you're like a Botech or concurrent enrollment student, student, you can use that to get into the building. But a lot of students just didn't care, like didn't see the point, didn't see the purpose of it. And for them, it was a case of like, why do I need to wear this? And so they didn't. And no one said anything. Teachers, principals, um, staff, like no one said anything. They went through the whole first semester, the majority of the semester, not doing anything about students not wearing IDs. And then all of a sudden, these announcements started about, we're not playing around, and it's on. We're going to watch these IDs tomorrow morning. You wear your ID. The teachers will be looking, and if you don't, you're going to ISI. And you could just see my first hour of students just kind of like, what? Like, where is this coming from, and why? Why now? Because for them, I, I get it. I've always um, said, you know, dog smell fear and teenagers smell BS because for them it, it's two problems. Um, one, the implementation of hey we need to do this was a bit tone deaf. It was very much like watch out we're coming for you. You better get your act together and for a lot of students who've been wearing them or maybe just forgot about them for a while to be roped in, to be um, accused of being some kind of malcontent it's just like, I'm not a bad person. Why are you yelling at me like that through the intercom? And so all of a sudden, it's like, maybe they were fine with it, but now they're kind of like, man, I don't want to do it. I'd rather go to ISI. And then also, they're not dumb. Our campus is big with multiple entrances, and these ID badges are not making us safer. I mean, there, people are in the building. It's basically, if you're in the building, people can scan and see if you belong here. But that's like the faulty logic of, if you have an ID, then you belong here versus you're just someone who has an ID badge around their neck. Also, um, it's about the safety of the doors, but we have so many doors that you can badge into. It's like, it's not um, kind of locked down. Because if you, and for the students, they kept saying this, and it's like, it's kind of hard not to agree with them that if they really wanted to make it safer, the school district needs to say, you can only come in and out of certain doors uh, over by our bus loop or our main entrance, over by uh, an entrance that goes to some of our gyms and an entrance that goes to like the main parking lot and just say, yeah, that's the only place you can go. You can come in and out there. The rest of them are locked. And you just post up school resource officers or principals or teachers or someone to just kind of keep an eye and check of who's coming in and out. And then maybe the IDs having them or not having them would be good. 
But we don't do that. They're just allowed to roam anywhere through multiple doors. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, pushing 20 different entrances and exits at the school. So for them, it's just like, why are you griping at us, the students, about this issue? It's like, this isn't helping us. And they don't articulate it well because sometimes they get emotional. But I hear what they're saying. It's frustrating, one. Like, how is this supposed to make me safer? And they're kind of coming to the conclusion of, Maybe this is security theater. And two, it's like, why are you yelling at me and treating me like I've done something wrong? Uh, and some of them, the more, the more smart aleck ones, are like, I give it three weeks before they stop checking. Uh, and I don't know, maybe they'll be right. But geez, that, that, the tone, it's just, <laughs> I don't like it. Because it makes students feel more and more like they're in a prison. And it's just... Uh, Another reminder that they're in a government school. I had a student say that. It's like, how can they force us to buy something? Because if you didn't have an ID, you had to buy a new one. How can they force us to buy something that we don't want? And I was like, you're right. In the real world, that wouldn't work. Walmart can't make you buy something you don't want. Uh, Amazon can't do that. Uh, Target can't do that. But the government can. And I was like, what? And I was like, your driver's license. Like, your driver's license doesn't mean you're actually a good driver. You pass a test when you're 16. And you don't ever pass the test again, but every few years you have to go pay money to get a piece of plastic updated, whether you like it or not. And it was like, welcome to the adult world. That's maybe if that's all it is, you're getting an early dose of it. Doesn't make it right. Um, but yeah, welcome to government schooling where they can make you do things you don't want. And for me, on a personal note, I had to deal with, oh, I just, I want to help students and help them with their interpersonal skills and try to move forward. But sometimes, sometimes they don't want it. Um, and it's so awkward when they go for like the nuclear option for, you know, hey, it was like seating chart issue. They were, they were sitting near someone that they don't like. And it's like, oh wow, all of a sudden you don't like them? It's confusing to me as a teacher because you've been in the room with them throughout the semester and there's been no issues. And, and you're admitting that there's like no new issues. This isn't, this isn't an old one, this isn't a new thing, it's just, you want to sit with your friends. You don't like where you're at. And and then it just turns into a thing. And it's like, geez, you could have just worked with me. We could have figured this out. Uh, and it just reminds me that, you know, sure, I have options as a teacher. I could go uh, with student involvement and discipline. I could go and talk with the principal right away. They back me up. They're really great about that. But I don't need to. And maybe I'm making it a bigger deal than it needs to be when I when I deploy that nuclear option, instead of just working with the student and trying to figure out what it is that's going on, I don't jump to detentions. I don't jump to calling mama and daddy. I don't jump to sending an email to the principals because maybe that's an oversized response. And I was, I was dealing with that with a student or so that they were just getting upset about little things. And it was just, wow, I, I wish I could help you with your perseverance. I wish I could help you sort through this more, but you don't seem interested. You just seem on, you seem intent on trying to bend the world to your will. And I'm just not sure how well that's going to play out in the world. Um, it's a big world. And there's a lot of people in it. And trying to make everything and everyone do as you do, do as you want, just seems like a, a hard way to go about life. But I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying to uh, redirect their attention, try to redirect their focus to what's in their control and what's not, and maybe they can just be a slightly better 
version of themselves because of it. Because in the end, that's all we're dealing with. Um, yeah, things don't always go the way you want. Maybe not even make sense with like school IDs or um, the uh, you know seating charts where you got to sit uh, or the schedule changes, and it sucks. And I wish we could do better by them. And when I figure out a better way, maybe I'll go suggest it to the principal. But until then, sometimes maybe it's just an opportunity to develop perseverance or grit. Yeah, sticking to it. That that stick to itiveness that sometimes can be hard to come by in life, but makes all the difference. Yeah, now I'm just thinking of that old Western. I hear you have true grit. That's where I want to be. And when I see it lacking in others, I remind myself how I cause problems when it lacks in me. And I need to work on it as well. Don't just point the finger and blame and like, oh my gosh, look at that. You know, I don't, I need to make sure it's not happening to me too. And that's what I'm working on. We're a week and a half in. I'm making sure my grit is still there. I'm not letting little things keep me down. I'm not getting frustrated by poorly worded emails or blame that's misdirected. I am focusing on me, my students, and taking care of G104 to the best of my ability because I don't know anything else to do but that. I hope you do the same. Control the controllables. As always, have a day.